Ladies and gentlemen, we approach our destination. I hope you've enjoyed your flight during the election cycle of 2020. It's been a good ride, but we're at the end. We're at the end. We've made it. We've all survived. Tomorrow is election day. It's Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Right Wing Vegan Podcast. I'm Scott, and we are back. Sorry there was no Friday show. But we had some technical difficulties, and they became just annoying enough that I said, F it, we're not doing it. We're not doing the show, because I just couldn't. Here's the thing. Nothing is more infuriating. And and those of you who are in in the business of podcasting or doing YouTube videos or anything, you'll know this. Nothing is more infuriating than recording for an hour and then none of it being good. And then you don't realize it's it's not good until you're in the editing, you know, process. You're editing it down, and you realize this all sounds like crap. And then you try, and you you do what you can, right? Using the tools that you have. But none of us, at least not me, I'm not an expert at using any tools. Period. I'm just not. It's not in my wheelhouse. And I guess I'm maybe I'm at that age in my life where I'm too old to learn new things. So when you sit me down and you're like, "Hey, here's PowerPoint," okay. Not PowerPoint. Here's PowerPoint. See what I mean? Oh my gosh. Here's Premiere Pro. You sit down with Premiere Pro and you're showing me and I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, okay, I get that I can drag and delete and I can clip and I can do all that stuff. I get all that, but I, you know, you lose me when you get into some of the special features. And so it just got to the point to where we'd recorded. We did a great, I think it was a great show. Maybe it was our best ever and it'll never be released because it was corrupt and bad and awful and it is what it is, but I'm here on a Monday, and I'm hoping that is not the case today. I'm hoping this show records without a hitch, but I want to I want to talk about the election, obviously. I mean, what else is there to talk about today? There's, there's really a lot of news, but I, I you know, we're, 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 we're close, man. Tomorrow's the day, and the polls would have you believe that Joe Biden is up big. 538 only gives Donald Trump a 10% chance of winning the election. Now, maybe that's true. I don't know. I don't run all these models and numbers. But what I want to talk about today is something a little different. I want to talk about gut feel. Because I think it's under under-referenced, right? I think a lot of these polls, they, you know, they run their models and they look at their data and then they're wrong, and they've been wrong, many polls, for two election cycles now. Two. I say two, and you're like, wait a minute, I thought it was just 2016. No, 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 no. The polls are wrong in 2018, too. And there was a big important race in Florida, you see, with the governorship, right? And they did not think that Ron DeSantis was going to win. He was down, like, three points. But he won. He ended up winning the race, so the polls were incorrect again in 2018. So something is fundamentally wrong with these models. They think they fixed it. We'll see. But what I want to talk about today is the gut feel. Um, and in all honesty, I think gut feel is just as sure as these models. I don't think anyone knows anything. So I think your gut feeling is probably as accurate as Nate Silver's models and his data. I really think so. I really do. Because, again, I just don't believe that anyone knows anything. 
I don't think these models are accurately capturing what's going on in the world. So let's talk about gut feel. And I want to use some events that took place over the weekend to shift, shape the conversation, okay? Because there was a lot that happened over the weekend that I think is important. So Donald Trump is doing five rallies a day, basically, um, uh, until Election Day. And his son's out there doing... His sons are out there doing them. Tiffany's doing them. Ivanka's doing them. Jared Kushner's doing them. You got all these people out there doing rallies for Donald Trump. Now, Joe Biden was going to call lit on his campaign, but then he got a lot of pushback on that. So now he's out there doing rallies, too. He's not doing five a day. He's doing like one or two a day. And they're usually within a few miles of each other. And then he calls it. But Donald Trump is doing these rallies multiple times a day now. Why, my gut tells me, I'll just make a declarative statement right now with no information or knowledge. My gut tells me that Trump is, is going to win. He's definitely going to win Ohio. And that's just the eye test. He's probably going to win Florida. And from what I've seen, he's going to win Georgia. He's going to win Iowa. He might win Georgia. He'll probably win Georgia. But the, I'm just basing this off what I've seen. He might win Michigan. He might, might win Minnesota. He might win Wisconsin. Now, why do I say that? Well, let's take a look at rallies. We're going to start there. So at Donald Trump's rallies, he's getting tens of thousands of people. There are images going around of a rally he did in Pennsylvania. And the amount of people is 57,000, 58,000. It was somewhere between there. I'm at people at this rally. That is an incredible number. That is Rolling Stones number. Okay, numbers. That is like, a massive crowd. Joe Biden, in the meantime, gets 10 people to come to his rallies. Now, they're going to say because of COVID, they only invite 10 people. But I, I don't think so. Because when you even like, so what you notice with Trump, he'll have his rally. He'll have all of his people in the stadium. But then outside the stadium, there'll be tons and tons and thousands and thousands of people just standing outside the rally. Joe Biden doesn't have that. What Joe Biden has is he has his 10 people squared or circled away from each other, or he has his cars, and then he has a giant amount of Trump supporters outside of his rallies heckling and booing and, and, and hissing and doing their thing. More Trump supporters are going to Biden rallies than Biden supporters. When I compare that to what I'm hearing with the polls, and the polls are saying, oh, he's down seven points, he's... Trump is down eight points. Trump's down 13 points. I, there's no way. When you compare the two rally sizes, there's absolutely no way. The momentum is behind Donald Trump. And you can feel it. You can feel that momentum. Take a look at Miami, Florida. Trump does a rally last night at midnight in Miami. And when you watch this rally, it looked like a party. It looked like a party. People are having a good time. They're dancing. They're having fun. And this, this to me, marks the biggest fundamental difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And it's why I think Donald Trump's going to win. It's why my gut's telling me he's going to win. Not only does he have bigger crowds at his rallies, which would indicate more momentum, not only is he constantly talked about in the news. I mean, you can't turn on CNN without hearing Donald Trump's name. And bad press is good press because bad press is press. He's still getting covered. He's still being talked about. He's always on people's minds. Controversy creates cash, man. Controversy creates cash. Now, I, I want to talk about this, though, because this is what I just brought up, and it's the secret ingredient here. I bet if we were to go back and look at presidential candidates and their message, we would find that those who run on a positive message 
win. And those who run on doom and gloom lose. Now, it's 2020. It's been kind of a doomy, gloomy year. So people are kind of in the doomy, gloomy mood. And you can make an argument that when you're in the doomy, gloomy mood, you want people who are doomy and gloomy to be around you. When you're sad, you listen to country music. When you are, uh, you know, happy, you listen to happy music. You want you want the, the mood to match your current mood. You want the, the state of the world to match your current mood. But then you get over that and you want to be happy. You want to be encouraged. You want to be motivated. The difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, even just watching their campaign rallies, is the message. Donald Trump is running on a message of we are going to recover. We are going to be better than ever. We're going to beat this thing. We're going to move forward. Joe Biden is running on a message of we are going to lose. People are going to die. We need to take action immediately. It is not going to be a happy year. It's two stark realities. Trump rallies feel like a party. Biden rallies feel like an old man yelling at you. They do. Watch one. That's what they feel like. He's just screaming up there. Um, it, it's nuts. It's nuts. And I, I got to think, and maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm crazy. But from observing human beings, from observing, oh, you know, people. People want to be happy. People want to be part of the party. And right now, Trump feels like a party. His people are out there celebrating. They're doing parades. They're they're playing music. They're having a good time. They're dancing to salsa. It, it's it's a party, and people want to be at the party. Think about when you were younger, man. If you didn't get an invite to the party, you were bummed. That was like a a. a that was like your social status was hinging upon you getting an invite to the party. And you knew if you got an invite to the party, you were cool. And if you didn't, you weren't. Donald Trump feels like a party, man. Now, for the longest time, I've argued that the left has won the culture war. And they have, man. They own entertainment. They own education. They're indoctrinating our children. They, they're setting themselves up to have little Marxist soldiers in the future. You see that with Antifa. Where do you think they all came from? You think their parents are out there? It's all of these kids' parents out there speaking about... The, mar- the revolution? No, it's their teachers. It's education. It's these kids getting indoctrinated and indoctrinating other kids. But don't you feel like it's cool to be a Trump supporter right now? And that's a little weird. But it is so much cooler to be a Trump supporter than it is to be a Biden supporter. It is so much more fun to be a Trump supporter, to be a patriot, to love this country, than it is to be a doom and gloom naysayer who wants to burn everything down. That's just not fun. And that's why I think you're seeing a big shift in the support. Most sane people are kind of moving over to the to the Republican Party. People who might not be so sane are moving over to the Democrat Party. They're trying to seize that party, and they've kind of done so. They've kind of done it. So I think that's 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 kind of what leads is a big part of what leads to my gut feel that Trump's going to win. Trump is hip. Trump is fun. People want to be part of the party. Trump is sending a positive message, and people are going to buy into that, man. People are going to buy into that. People want this stuff to be over. They want to be happy. And if Joe Biden's out there screaming, doom, 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 they're not going to vote for him. Think think about this. Obama ran on hope and change. That's what he ran on. And Obama did significantly worse as an incumbent than he did as the hope and change candidate. But that's because 
Obama ran on hope and change and then gave us a whole lot of more of the same. Right? Trump promised us a lot of change and he's delivered. And when you look at just policy, it's all good. That's why he's getting endorsements from newspapers, the Pittsburgh Gazette, who haven't endorsed a Republican candidate since 1972 because the Trump record is sterling. It's astounding. It's incredible. Yeah, he didn't handle COVID well. Okay, but no one would have. So you can't use that against him because you, you, if so, you would have to use that against everybody. It kind of cancels itself out. But the economy was great. You know, he's doing what he said he would do with immigration. People are happier than they were four or eight years ago. It's incredible. But Obama ran on hope and change and he won because of it. Right? Now, before that, you had Bush and Kerry and we were in a war. Bush was probably going to win anyways because we were actively in a war, whether you agree with that war or not. And Bush was the incumbent. Incumbents tend to do well at times of war. They just do historically. People like powerful leaders. And Trump is that. Biden is not. People want leaders who are going to, to, you know, to to lead. It sounds so silly, but that's what they want. You think Biden's going to lead from his basement? I mean, just from, as an example, Biden is not a good example of a leader. Trump is. Trump is. All of his faults, Trump is a leader. That's what he is. He puts good people around him, but he he leads. He takes the lead. That's what you want in a president. So the optics of all of this are that Trump is by far the better choice. Trump is going to win. Now, you, you have to factor in the hatred of Trump. There's a natural, unexplainable hatred of Trump. The orange man bad folks. But are there enough orange man bad folks to to push out the party happy Trump folks. I don't think so. You got to win on more than hate, man. You got to win on more than the other candidate is bad. You got to offer something. Biden doesn't offer anything. Look at his plans. He doesn't offer anything. So you got to be, you got to have some backbone. You got to have some, some, a structure. And then you build all this around the structure. But if you don't have a base, you're not going to win. And who's Biden's base? I don't know. I don't know who his base is. I left a long moment of silence right there because I was hoping you would speak it into your speakers and I would somehow hear it. But I don't. His Is his base the ones that are out there burning things down? No, I don't think so. Is his base blue-collar workers? No, that's Trump's base. So who's the Biden base? Wall Street? He's receiving a lot of money from Wall Street. Is that his base? I don't know. I don't know. But either way, that's my gut feel. My gut feel is Trump's going to win. My my gut feel is that Trump's going to win big. Uh, I think Trump's going to win Ohio. I think he's going to win North Carolina. He's going to win Georgia. He's going to win Florida. I think he's going to steal a couple blue states. I don't think he'll win them all. I don't think he's going to win Pennsylvania. He should. But I don't don't know. Pennsylvania is really, when you look at the early voting, Pennsylvania is really, really far Democrat right now. So I don't know. I don't know if he can take Pennsylvania, but he can take Minnesota, Michigan, and Wisconsin. All of those are up for grabs. Arizona is certainly up for grabs. 
Uh, and we'll know. We'll know pretty early because if Donald Trump wins Florida and North Carolina, Biden's coming from behind, I think. Biden is coming from behind because there are a lot of states that Trump could steal. A lot. There's a weird video going around. I want to address this. And only because it's 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 they're blaming these Trump supporters. So so there was like a Trump parade, like one of these vehicle parades, caravans, whatever you want to call them. And it got wrapped up with the Biden bus. So you see all these Trump supporters surrounding the Biden bus. And there's a white SUV behind the Biden bus. Now, the driver of the white SUV is claiming that he was pushed out of his lane by Trump supporters. And this is the narrative. The news is reporting this narrative. People on Twitter are, follow, are speaking about this narrative. It's, it's all oh, these Trump supporters are terrible. They had guns. They, they, were, they, were, they were loaded guns in the cars of these Trump supporters. And they scared the Biden campaign. And they tried to force us off the road. But when you watch the video, when you, and this is a good example of people don't know what they're talking about. And they don't go to the source. They just believe what they read. But if you watch the actual video, it's the white SUV that tries to push the Trump supporter off. They try to force their way into the lane. First of all, there's like a good solid minute of this video where them and the Biden bus are driving in two lanes. They're just riding the line in between two lanes, which is illegal. And then they get into one lane. The Trump supporter pulls up. This is right. And this white SUV tries to force its way in. The Trump supporter is not letting them in. I probably wouldn't let them in either, especially if they were riding two lanes before then. So what does what does the white SUV do? It pushes into the Trump supporter. And then it goes back into its lane. And then they try and claim, oh, this Trump supporter was trying to jam it up with me. No, watch the tape. Watch the tape. There are multiple angles of this. And there are several angles that show what really happened. And that's the Biden supporter, the white SUV, pulls into the Trump supporter who's just in his lane. Now, of course, there are cuts of this video and edits where it makes it look like it was the Trump supporter. But there are definitely full length videos from good angles that show you exactly what happened the video evidence is there the mainstream media can try and warp things into whatever they want them to be but in this instance just go watch the source tape it's very obvious what's going on here but i think it's funny because it's another example of oh trump supporters are bad and that's what we got to watch for on election night so i know antifa is going to be out they're going to be burning stuff down they're going to be causing chaos we know that i don't know why we're okay with this i don't know why this has become the norm and now we're just boarding up our buildings and we're fine with it i don't understand this why is this normalized why did we allow violence to be normalized in this country i don't get it somehow we have that's what's sad that's a sad thing we've allowed this that's disgusting but besides the point, I've heard they're going to be dressed up as Trump supporters. So if all of this news starts coming out that Trump supporters are rioting and looting and burning things to the ground, be very weary of what you hear. Because there are, there are flyers going around right now of Antifa people who are out there burning stuff down and they're going to be dressed as Trump supporters. So just just know that because the media is going to use that, of course, to say, oh, look at these the Proud Boys. The Trump supporters are out here burning stuff down, but just be weary of that. It might not be what it looks like. It should be pretty obvious because if you see some pink-haired person in a Proud Boy shirt, eh, it's probably an Antifa person, right? You can identify these little, these little virginal kids who live in their parents' basements pretty easily, pretty easily, just by looking. I see the mugshots. Andy No does a good job of that. He'll like release mugshots of the people who are arrested, and you look at these mugshots, and you have to have a little bit of a snicker, even though. It's nothing to laugh at because these people are doing awful things. Uh, again, I have no idea why we've normalized them or we think it's okay that they do this. We're just like, oh, silly Antifa. 
But when you look at the mugshots of these people, it's like, oh my gosh, dude. Oh, look at this. This is the future. I believe the children are our future. Not these children. I hope not. Gosh, we're in trouble if they are. We're in so much trouble if our future is some green-haired, intersectional, non-binary freak show who lives in his mom's basement. Uh, excuse me. Uh, you've misgendered me. I'm very offended by it. If that's our future, then just vote Biden in because we're done anyways. Might as well might as well end it now on a good note. Kind of like Seinfeld, right? End it while you're on top. Though that final episode of Seinfeld was hot garbo. I'm sorry it was. What a terrible way to end it. But, you know, that's what we're in for, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a day. Tomorrow's going to be a day, and they're going to shape the narrative, and they're going to try and shut Trump down when he claims victory. And it might even be obvious that Trump's won. If Florida, North Carolina, Georgia, if all these states come in and Trump's winning, why shouldn't he come out and say, I'm winning? He's, he's going to claim victory if he's winning. If all of the polls, if all of it indicates, look, we know how many votes are out there. So we could, you can take a look at what's left, who hasn't voted, how many mail-in ballots are still out there. You can compare that to the returns you're going to have on election day, and you might be able to claim victory. We Right? I mean, it's as simple as that. You look, oh, there's like, you know, X amount of return ballots or mail-in ballots that haven't been returned. We're up X amount of points. Our points are higher than what's out there. We've won the, the race. You can do that. And then it's not out of the, the world of possibility for Trump to come out and say, I've won because here are the election, here are the ballots that are still out. We're ahead. We've won. I mean, we have to have a way to track that. If we don't, shame on us, man. I mean, I know we've set up a system here that can fail so easily, but shame on us. And I just hope there's no cheating. I know there's going to be, Project Veritas has already uncovered it. We know there's going to be bad, dirty politics, dirty games played on, on at least one side, but let's hope there isn't. Either way, guys, I'm super nervous about tomorrow. I'm not going to lie. I'm like losing sleep over it. I'm real, real nervous. And I shouldn't be, right? If Biden wins, he wins. And we just move on with our lives. And we have four years of great content. And hopefully in 2024, we take it back. But I think we're in for a pretty rough four years if Biden does win. And I think that's why I'm so concerned. And that's why I'm so nervous. But take heed in what your gut says. And let's just watch the numbers come in. That's the show today, guys. I hope you enjoy your Monday. Don't try not to think about it too much. Try not to get too involved. Enjoy this Monday because tomorrow's going to be a crazy day. Now, we're going to have a show tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be at noon. I don't know what time the show is going to be um, because I, I might want to wait a little bit just to get some news in and then do the show. But we are going to do a show tomorrow. We're not going to do an election special. There's tons of election specials you can watch. All of them are going to be great. Tim Pool's doing one. Steven Crowder's doing one. You can watch, obviously, Fox News. I'm sure the Blaze will be doing stuff. Ben Shapiro's doing stuff. Tons of great options for election night. I would watch any of those options. They're all going to be great. Um, maybe check in on different ones at different times. That's what I'll probably do. But um, anyways, thanks for listening to this show, guys. I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great Monday. And uh, don't let yourself get too down, man. Things are looking good.